No longer an apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. This is going to be the first of many episodes for this weekend on UNC Athletics because, man, it has been a crazy weekend for the Tar Heels and several sports. I just got back from the women's soccer game uh, versus UCLA. I'll talk about that next episode, but we have to talk about UNC football versus App State because I have never seen a game just like that, and I haven't seen a game end quite like that with all the collapses and the mistakes and the touchdowns. It was crazy, and you know what? I'm not going to be able to get to all of it, or else that would be like an hour-long episode because Tar Heel fans, we were losing our minds, and let's just make sure I don't get too heated during this because even though we won, I am not happy with our performance, but let's just start with a quick recap. App State really came out firing, scoring on their first three possessions. They were up 21-7, to and we were thinking, ah, here we go again. This defense can't stop anyone, but then Drake May leading the troops back, scoring 21 unanswered to go up 28-21 to at halftime. He threw a touchdown to Bryson Nesbitt with about a second left to go up seven. The defense Got a few stops. That was really nice. And then we go up 41-21 to in the third quarter. Uh, Drake May ran for a touchdown, dapped up Sam Howell. That was pretty cool. Got a couple field goals. Defense held their ground. We saw something better from the defense in the second and third quarter. App State scored in the first play of the second quarter. But after that, it was pretty darn good from there. And then the fourth quarter. We all know what happened. App State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter that is the most by an fbs team in the last 15 years 40 points in a quarter and somehow some way the tar heels pull it off app state can't convert a two-point conversion to save their life they miss both of them um UNC, when it was 49 all, Drake May threw a great pass, picking up the blitz uh, to DJ Jones. He finally did something, thank goodness. Uh, and then, um, the I, and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's, let's start chronologically, I guess. Because when we look at the scoring, you know, in this quarter, we're up 41-21 App State. They score two touchdowns to make it 41-35. Hampton gets a two-yard run. We go up 14 App State. Uh, they score... Two touchdowns within a three-and-a-half-minute span uh, to make it for, uh, 49-all. Uh, we couldn't stop the run. Couldn't stop the pass. Chase Bryce had a fantastic game. And then the DJ Jones touchdown. Uh, and then with 2.50 left, we're up seven, right? App State marches down the field. They're on a fourth and eight, fourth and ten, something like that. And we actually get pressure on Chase Bryce this time. But LeJohn... I, I want to find the name. I mean, I'm, I'm going to find it. Got it. LeJohn Cavazos, the Ohio State transfer, gets a holding penalty on a play that he should have never held the defender because the ball didn't even get to the receiver. So they get an extra set of downs because we have a holding penalty on fourth down. That would have ended the game. And then they score with 31 seconds to go. And then... They go for two on a really good play design, and Chase Price just a little too high on the throw. Defender can't keep his footing, or the uh, receiver can't keep his footing, rather, and we're up one. And now this is where we get into my end of the game analysis of this. Because there is no way that a game should ever, ever end like this. On the onside kick, we do a really good job. We recovered this time. Unlike the state game, we actually recovered. Bryson Nesbitt 
good hands, good job, good guy for the hands team, but he runs it back. And I immediately said when I was watching with my friends, go down. He needs to go down because it's 30 seconds left. One timeout. The game is over. It's over. If you just go down and here's my issue with UNC, where's the discipline? Where's the coaching? Seriously, how is there no one in that huddle saying, if you get this onside kick, go down, the game is over. Statistically, there is a 100% chance that we win that game if Bryson Nesbitt goes down. And you know what? I don't even blame him that much because you're a player, you're in the heat of the moment. When you have the ball and you see green grass in front of you, you're going to go to the end zone. That's what he's learned his whole life, to score a touchdown. But someone, the Mac Brown, it falls on him. Special teams coordinator falls on him. You need to let your team know time, situation, down. Because yes, the right play in that moment is to not score a touchdown. It's to sit on the ball, take your knee, and walk out of Boone with a one-point victory. But since Nesbitt runs it back, and, and an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So on the kickoff, instead of Jonathan Kim, who is a touchback waiting to happen, pushing them back to the 25, they get a good return up to the 50, two plays from Chase Bryce, 26-yard touchdown to Caden Robinson, and this secondary cannot guard anybody. They cannot stop a nosebleed if they wanted to. They couldn't stop a pedestrian from jaywalking if they wanted to. This secondary is god-awful. They can't guard anyone, and I'm going to get into scheme of why I think they're put in these positions, but this defense is horrific. They are terrible. 40 points in a fourth quarter is inexcusable. It's embarrassing. We should have lost this game, and I have I have no idea why. Their second two-point conversion was Chase Bryce trying to run it in. Thank goodness for Noah Taylor and Cayman Rucker for stopping him and holding him just enough to make the tackle. Because if this game goes to overtime, we ain't winning it. Because this defense, they, this defense can't stop anybody, and 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 somehow, some way, we walk out of here with a two-point win, but it's not about the win. It's about the defense. It's about the coaching. The few, the miscues that I'm upset with, Matt, again, Mac Brown not talking to his players, his hands team with the onside kick, you got to tell him to go down. Because again, it's not about scoring. It's about making sure that Absate doesn't get the ball back. So, and then also, on these, because Absate scored six touchdowns, I should mention, with those 40 points, they're carving us up with the run game all game long. I mean, Noel for App State, 116 yards. Cameron Peoples had 65. They ran for 288 yards. And I was wondering, I'm like, why is our run defense so bad? And here's why, in my opinion, and this is why I criticize this defense in this fourth quarter, because this starting defense is a, it's nickel. That means five secondary members. They have Four edge, they have four rushers. Maybe the fourth one is also a linebacker. With four rushers, two linebackers, five secondary members, three corners, and two safeties. With six guys in the box, how are you going to stop the run with six guys in the box? They're five linemen. You need if you want to stop the run, you got to put seven. You got to put eight guys in the box. You got to stack it because what it did is you open up the run game, right? That means okay, maybe we will adjust that way. But then Chase Bryce can open up play action. He can look deep. He can get his intermediate routes. And also, this defense, whatever zone defense we play, has the softest coverage I've ever seen. I don't see us press. 
probably because they're not good enough or fast enough to keep up. But we're sitting five yards off and just letting them run their routes. They're called the rude boys, but they don't play like it. Get up in their face. Press them. Do some. We don't play man-to-man. I, I, I understand why man-to-man is very hard in college. But the zone defense we have with our defensive formation, it's just it's not getting the job done because the secondary is playing too soft of coverage. And they're letting, and yes, we're not giving up that home run play, but it's these, these second, these, these doubles and triples, these 20 to 30 yard passes, and then the big runs. So when you see this happening in this fourth quarter, I mean, you look at the, you look at the touchdowns, uh, Nate Noel, one yard run, 13 yard pass, uh, from Chase Bryce, 31 yard touchdown pass, 38 yard run, 28 yard pass, or, or I guess before the fifth touchdown, We've seen this defense isn't working. We can't stop the run. We can't stop the pass. We're not getting enough pressure because of our defensive coverage. Why not send some heat? Why not blitz? I don't see the problem. I don't know why that ad started playing. It's because I've got ESPN up. But anyways, I think that blitzing in that scenario might not be a bad idea. Because instead of rushing three with a spy, why didn't you send five or six? Maybe gives him a little less time to throw. The play that we should have won the game on that fourth down that Lejon Cavazos had the holding on, the only reason we were about to get that stop is because we got pressure on the quarterback. This defensive line, for the four people, they just couldn't do it. Chase Bryce was getting the ball out too fast. So when you see this happen at the end of the game, I think you got it. They, they did not switch up their defensive plan at all all and I think that's a huge problem moving forward because when you have when App State has the ball at the 50 yard line with 19 seconds left and no timeouts you tackle them one time in the backfield or just inbounds the game is over why are we playing with two spies on that last touchdown play to Caden Robinson we are rushing three and spying too. Why are we spying too? We're protecting the end zone. So we're playing like a prevent defense. But we're also wasting players spying Chase Bryce. So what if he gets a 10-yard run? That's fine. Because at that point, they need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Why not? If there's 19 seconds left, no timeouts. Why don't you rush six or seven and make him get the ball out of his hands? App State did it to Drake May. He clearly handled it well. But do you have confidence in your secondary to play man? You might not, but you clearly can't put your secondary in the situation they were in with their soft zone coverage because they're just going to, there are too many holes. They can't guard anybody. The secondary group is awful. So it's the defense as a whole. It's Gene Chizik. It's Dre Bly. It's Charlton Warren. As a collective group, it was an embarrassing defensive performance yesterday, and we did not deserve to win that game because there's no way that we should have given up 40 points in the fourth quarter alone especially after how you play in the second and third quarter. They got too conservative. They got too soft. When it came down to it for, for the defense to get one stop, they couldn't do it. Whether it's the holding penalty, giving up large runs, giving up deep passes. And they scored 14 points, or they scored two touchdowns in, in 25 seconds. I've never seen anything like it. And again, that's why I call just to do something else, to try something else. Why not 
start of the fourth quarter or something after they get to these big runs, why not stack the box? Okay, you don't want to give the home run play? Okay, that kind of makes sense a little bit, but if, if Cameron Peoples is going to run for 38 yards, then why does it matter? But it's really that last play, that last touchdown that bothered me so much because instead of sending pressure, we try and lay guys back in coverage, but we have two spies just sitting in the middle. You know what? Maybe one of those plays, if you, because... And also by not pressuring him, by not blitzing him like all game, by rushing four all game and three all game, Chase Bryce got comfortable and he got into a rhythm and he was making great throws all over the place. Putting pressure on a quarterback can really rattle them. We saw it in the third quarter when we got that fourth down stop, that sack. He got, if you don't send pressure and you don't make him uncomfortable back there, he's going to, he's a six-year quarterback. He clearly showed he can ball. Um, and then the two point conversions, very lucky, very lucky that we did not, the first one, especially we should have lost. That's what I'm saying. That should have been a converted pass. We should have lost 57, 56, but good on the defense for getting those stops there. But as a whole, we're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. We're playing too soft of coverage. And when we're up three possessions, we are just giving them everything they want. I know we don't want to give up the home run, but we cannot be that conservative defensively anymore. And we've got to make some tackles in the open field. Man, I've been ranting about the defense for about, I mean, eight minutes at this point. It's horrible, horrible defensive game. And you know what? It really sucks. And I'm so passionate about this game because I'm not happy about this game. It didn't feel like we won the game yesterday. And you know what I really wanted to come on here and talk about? I wanted to come here and the first thing to talk about is talk about how awesome Drake May is, how good of a quarterback he is. 24 of 35, 352 yards and four touchdowns. Ran for a touchdown too. Ran for 76 yards. That's over 400 yards of offense. Five touchdowns. A QBR of 94.3. This guy is a stud. We don't win this game without him. He made some amazing throws. The the first drive, one of the first couple drive or first scoring drive, I think. The the high throw to JJ Jones. Amazing throw. High pointed. Only where JJ can get it. Again, he's six two. He's a jump ball receiver. He's a deep threat. The throw to Kobe Pesor. That little, ba- throwing it a little to his back shoulder, only where he can get it. Throwing it on a string, the throw to Nesbitt through such a tight window. The, the, the touchdown pass to DJ Jones, where Appalachian State sending seven, eight guys at him, and he gets that ball out. Aside from the fumble, which, you know, he's got to learn to, you know, the extra couple yards when you're up two possessions isn't worth it. It's not worth it. Third and eight, six to third and eight, not worth it when you can risk fumbling the ball. That was his only mistake, I'll say. And then also he needs to stop flying through the air like like an acrobat. I mean, it looks cool, but we don't want him to get hurt because clearly this guy is a really good, really smart quarterback who can carry an offense to score 60 points a game. Love how Drake May played. He made all the right throws. He was accurate. He was poised. He was very smart for the most part. You know, people are already saying, they're already comparing him to Sam Howell. In my mind, he looks smarter than Sam Howell. He's not holding on to the ball for too long, too many times. He's, I mean, he's not making bad throws, like picks and everything. He seems like a smarter quarterback, which is very, very impressive as a, as a freshman, as a retro freshman. So I love how Drake May played. I'm so happy that he is our starter because this guy is the truth. He is the real deal. He's putting up massive numbers. Uh, and again, we get smoked if we don't have Drake May. 
uh, Running-wise, uh, Caleb Hood had a really nice 71-yard run. He had 84 yards for the game. Uh, Hampton and Petaway each scored a touchdown, but only 51 yards combined. Uh, but it's the young receivers I'm really impressed with. Kobe Pesor, in the in filling in the role of, a, of an injured Josh Downs, eight receptions, 92 yards for a touchdown. Uh, J.J. Jones, I thought, was really good, especially to open the game. Love how they go to him to start. Four receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. And I know that stat line might not scream out to you uh, like too much, but J.J. isn't a guy, in my opinion, who's going to get like 10 receptions a game, but he's going to get you like four to six catches for 70 to 110 yards. He's going to get those deep balls. I mean, that 31-yard catch, we saw it there. He's our he's our deep guy with Andre with uh, Antoine Green out, rather. Um, really like the role that J.J. Jones has filled. Bryson Nesbitt, three catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, D.J. Jones, 42-yard touchdown, obviously. Gavin Blackwell had a catch for 36 yards. Morales had three catches. So again, Drake May is spreading the ball out, but this young receiving core and the young tight end, they are really doing a good job. Uh, I mean, we it seems like it's a new era. I mean, Deami Brown, we've had some great receivers. Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, we still have Josh Downs. But these guys with a year under their belt are playing fantastic football. And I love what I'm seeing from them. I love how the offense has been. And I think a lot of people get on Phil Longo for some of his play calls. Shout out Phil Longo. He has been a fantastic offensive coordinator so far this season. I love what he has done. I love the tight end involvement. I love the running back by committee scheme, getting different guys in there because, hey, it can be anyone on a different day. It was Caleb Hood this game. You know, last game it was Hampton and, and a little bit of Petaway. I uh, got Drake May out there running, you know. Um, I, I, I love what Phil Longo has done with this offense, uh, and he deserves a lot of credit for this win. So it's just, when you take look at this game, a very historic game, which, I mean, 124 points scored, the over-under was 56. <laughs> 56! Each team scored above 56. We'll never see a game like this again. I mean, it's funny because you got this game, and then you've got Iowa winning 7-3 against South Dakota State without scoring a touchdown. They scored two safeties and a field goal. It's the same sport we're playing here. Um, but when you look at this, cha- this Chapel Hill team, Amazing offense yet again, terrible defense yet again, and the coaching and end-of-game management is still highly, highly suspect because teams that are better than Appalachian State will make those two-point conversions. They won't let us score 60 points. This defense has got to get better. I mean, I, I where's Tony Grimes? You know, almost had a pick, but where is that star defensive guy who's just going to take over? Cedric Gray had a decent game, had the interception, missed a few tackles. Power Eccles, we were charming him last week. I mean, I just, at this point, I don't really know who on this defense is going to be the guy to step up. It's got to be someone because they, they called themselves that they wanted, Javari Ritzy said he wanted to be the best defense in the country. I mean, we're one of the worst defenses in the country. They need to play with more sense of urgency. They got to play like they want. I mean, they got to be tired of getting slammed like this for, for multiple years with Sam Howell now over into the Drake May years. And you know what? Maybe it wasn't a Jay Bateman problem. Is it the players? Is it the scheme? It's a little of both. But I definitely think the scheme in the fourth quarter was a massive problem with how conservative we were. It let them back into the game, got their offense back rolling again. And momentum is a huge thing, especially when you're at Appalachian State, when you're in Boone at that stadium. They were rocking. It was loud. 
But I think that's everything I have to cover. I think, you know, I went through uh, the end of the game and everything, offense, defense. Uh, I hope I got to everything I was thinking of. Um, A win is a win, you know. It's the classic saying around town, but it's really what it is because, and again, even with all of the mistakes, the terrible defense, the Drake May fumble that gave him a short field, all of that, it falls on Mac Brown to tell your hands team, hey, you get this ball, go down, do not score. It, it falls back on Mac Brown, and I seriously question his ability to coach in the clutch because it's happened too many times at this point, and I'm and I'm as a fan, I'm sick of it because if I a 20 year old, 21 year old college student, which I know football, but I don't coach it, I've never played it before, I'm just a fan. If I can see that, then Mac Brown should also be able to see that and tell his players that execution, game plan, like it's just gotta be better in the fourth quarter. But, and you know, Mac Brown's going to do his little dance in the locker room or whatever, but I want better. I want better from this defense. I know they've got the talent, but they are not putting it together right now. Thank goodness for Drake May because he's keeping, he's keeping this team afloat, but that's a hard fought win. Got to battle it out. You know, bad teams make those mistakes, but worse teams lose those games. You still got to give the team credit for pulling out the win and, and the defense. You do have to give them credit. Noah Taylor came on Rucker for making those stops uh, on the two-point conversion. Um, and we escaped Boone with a 63-61 win. Wow, I am almost out of breath. I've, I mean, I'm sure you could tell I sounded very passionate in this, in this episode because there are just so many things to break down. It was infuriating. It was stressful. But that's what college football is about. People love it. Um but yeah, that's going to do it today for 125 Unfiltered. Going to get you guys a women's soccer recap of their game versus UCLA. Again, just got back from that. Might talk a little field hockey. Went to their game on Friday. Stay tuned because, I mean, UNC Athletics, it's just, it's going crazy right now. But thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.